0: Welcome to MVP. We are Sports Illustrated, Charlotte Wilder and Jessica Smetana. And this is the Most Valuable Podcast. Brought to you by the most valuable podcasters. One of whom today is officially 25 years old. Happy birthday, Jess.
1: Well, actually, I guess it's yesterday. Because Oh, yeah. If you're listening to it, it's through. God, it's I Thursday. can't believe
0: I already messed up the time and it's we're only like <laughs> 10 words into the podcast. All right. Well, Jess turned 25 this week. Yeah, How's it feel? How are you feeling? I feel
1: good. Good. I feel good about it. I really liked being 24. 24 was a fun year. Why did
0: you like 24 so much? 24
1: might have been my best year yet, Charlotte. You really crushed 24. I got a new job at Sports Illustrated. Mm -hmm. A really, really cool job. I got this podcast. Mm -hmm. I got to go to my first Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. I got to go to Africa. Like That was something I never thought I'd do in my whole life. Yeah. Spent nine days in South Africa. Um, I had a great time. I had so many friends and family, like things happen, engagements, weddings, babies. Like it was just a fun year. You got
0: to meet Sean Astin.
1: I got to meet Rudy.
0: That's a really good point. You know, I mean, I don't want to say that was the highlight of your year, but it might have been. <laughs> it was up I there. I
1: literally wore a replica Lord of the Rings <laughs> ring, which I didn't yeah. even tell him I was wearing because I was like, this might be too much. It was
0: that w- sean
1: if you're listening
0: that was a lot when i saw you come in with the with the replica ring on i was like she is committed i almost
1: put it on a chain around my neck but i was like that definitely would have been too oh, much
0: that is that's <laughs> like my what precious. you do it that's what you do with like when your husband dies at sea and you wear your wedding band like around your neck oh. um but yeah no happy birthday thank you um our personal news we'll we'll get to it yeah we, we w- celebrated this weekend and um
1: charlotte uh whew. charlotte came out with my little like <laughs> i was gonna say like prepubescent <laughs> friends because all my friends
0: are like little like twerps well i have just no your friends are not little <laughs> No, ter- they're great they're great but like you're, wonderful. you're 30 you're like an adult well my main takeaway was that 24 year old guys look a lot younger than i remember them looking <laughs> i'm gonna be honest uh we'll get to that we'll get to that yeah we're gonna start today um I know it feels like years ago now but we haven't talked about the NFL draft yet because it happened the day that our last podcast came out yes I can't believe it was already a week ago I can't seems like yesterday right it really does and we went to um a bar and were in the bar talking to fans for the SI live show which was really great And you guys actually it's still relevant like I would still go check it out
1: yeah I feel like you could if you really want to get a sense for what happened during the first round it was a, it was a good show so you could definitely still check it out yeah we had it's on youtube jonathan
0: jones albert breer andy staples um some really great commentary and then jess and i met a few really upset well actually it was just really one guy jim yeah from jim. new york who was really upset about the giants draft because they took daniel jones at sixth overall quarter mm-hmm. a walk-on quarterback from duke to be eli manning's successor i don't really know what's going on there brandon as a resident giants fan
1: yes (laughs) just give us like a give us like a one or two sentence uh what are your thoughts
2: i have no thoughts
1: no you do though (laughs) i (laughs) I know you do thoughts no when when brandon has thoughts it means as soon as we hit stop
0: on the podcast he's gonna go on a rant about it (laughs) and it's not gonna be on air no
2: thoughts i have no words i don't know what they're doing
0: here's my question do you have no thoughts because thinking about it is too painful
2: Yes, and I need a therapist.
0: Oh, <laughs> I, I have a great guy. I'll give you his number after this. Um, <laughs> so the way we're going to do this is um, Jess and I each have four sort of of our key takeaways from the draft or our favorite things that happened. So Jess, start us off.
1: Uh, yeah, we're we're going to alternate here. Yeah, My favorite thing that happened on uh, Thursday night was Christian Wilkins getting drafted by Miami. Mm-hmm and then basically body slamming roger goodell on stage so i somehow missed this what when did what pick was he do you remember Uh, it was like 18 or 19 or something i don't know i was eating
0: nachos at that point that's why yeah it
1: was it was phenomenal so like roger goodell is a massive guy he's like James Comey size. Like as far as like like white guys who are in charge of organizations go, he's like the James Comey of the NFL. He's like 6'8 or something. Like he's ridiculously tall. And he's just like a big dude. But Christian Wilkins is even bigger and wider. And like he just, he got got on stage to get his like little handshake, get the jersey, whatever. Mm -hmm. And they did like the jump, like they jumped towards each other. But Goodell like didn't know it was coming. So Christian Wilkins just like totally could have, really bodied him <laughs> it was like a phenomenal wouldn't it be
0: incredible if one of the players like tore goodell's acl on stage at the draft like goodell has yeah, to go but to the goodell hospital has
1: lifetime uh health insurance so it wouldn't have been as devastating oh god
0: doesn't he have a does he what is it lifetime health insurance in a private jet yeah. Use of a private jet.
1: Yeah. And a like $60 million a year right. salary.
0: Not to mention the millions of dollars. I'm like, <laughs> as oh, if yeah, he the needs, perks.
1: At least he, as if he needs insurance. Like he could pay for a new like bionic body out of pocket if oh, he had to. For
0: sure. He could have every bone in his body replaced with steel and like cover it himself. Do you think he's done that? I think, well, I think Tom Brady's done that. But I wouldn't be surprised if Goodell's also done oh, that. He's never going to retire. I know, that's why I think he's never going to retire. And Tom he, Brady's not, never going to retire yeah I who who's who's gonna retire first (laughs) oh that's actually
1: well the thing about Roger Goodell is that he still hasn't chosen a successor which is why he's never gonna like step down
0: we need to on a future show we need to go through all of the funniest possible successors for Roger Goodell I feel like that would be some good content um all right so my first takeaway uh is that the most important storyline from the whole draft was bachelorette parties in Nashville going head-to-head with the NFL draft so a lot of A lot of people who were planning their bachelorette parties for the weekend uh, didn't realize that it was the draft. And the draft has become such a huge spectacle that, like, hundreds of thousands of fans were there. Like, I think over 200,000 people. They said
1: 200,000 were at opening, opening, uh, That's. First round in that big, like, mosh pit that they had. That
0: is an insane number of people, first of all. Second of all, I don't understand how these women, when they were booking their parties and hotels cost like $1,500 for a room in Nashville, didn't realize something was up. And also, one of them said, I have this quote here. She said, um, I'll tell you who's going, So you know, some people found these bachelors on the street. One of them said, I'll tell you who's going to pay for this. My husband. No football next season. No Super Bowl. Because my friend only gets married once. Draft happens every year. My question is, if her husband's such a big football fan, why didn't he warn her? Yeah, who is this guy? That the draft was happening. Uh, here's
1: here's one thing. Um, I actually know someone who had a bachelorette party in Nashville this past weekend. Shut up. My like very good friend's sister. I won't name names. I don't want to like dox no, her. No, 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 let's not dox her. But talk. she's like a good friend of mine. She's getting married in July. Um, had her bachelorette party there a bunch of my friends were there what it seemed like like they had a great time and it probably if anything I would I would have to guess like made it more fun because not only did you have a bachelorette party in Nashville you had a bachelorette party in Nashville where there were like 200,000 probably mostly Listen, single guys more there, dudes to choose from. and also like professional and retired athletes around oh that's a great point Jess
0: I don't know imagine like tinder during the nfl draft in right Nash- oh yeah that's actually such a great point so next year the draft is in vegas i think bachelor should intentionally plan their bachelor parties for- bachelor parties for the draft weekend i need
1: to get a boyfriend, and get engaged <laughs> ASAP so that I can plan my bachelorette in, na- in ve- Vegas for next year because that it sounds like my dream bachelorette party.
0: Honestly, I also have to get a boyfriend and then get engaged so that we can have a joint bachelorette party. Oh my oh god. Can you even no, imagine? That's
1: a terrifying thought.
0: Yeah, we wouldn't survive. Also, between the Super Bowl in Miami next year and, and the draft in Vegas, one of us is going to die. They also need to just
1: move the combine to New Orleans and do like a trifecta.
0: I Yes. Just I, done.
1: But back to the bachelorette thing for a yeah. second um very funny story and i have to imagine that like a lot of the women that were being interviewed by the news station probably played it up to like
0: yes totally get their 15 minutes of did fame. you see um our buddy will brinson at cbs Yes, i did he and john beach or breach I don't know. I don't remember his last Sorry. name. Sorry, Sorry, John. That's just really rude. Um, but Will and, John, <laughs> Will and John went around um, like interviewing bachelorettes and it was a pretty phenomenal video. It was pretty funny. Although, what I do wish is that they had found, I'm yes. sure there was a group yes. of women there who were diehard football yes, fans. Charlotte. Yes, Charlotte. I didn't like that part of this story got kind of painted as like, oh, look at these women who don't know anything these about dumb, football. These
1: dumb women who hate football. It's yes. like, there has to be one bachelorette party at least who went to Nashville and they were like, oh, fuck yeah, the draft happening or they planned it on purpose yeah because
0: also like almost half of nfl fans are women like this is not it's not like oh my goodness can you believe there's a podcast where they talk about like NFL and their women like no there are a lot of us out there so right that was one I w- th- not, I agree not to call not totally. to call anyone out no no no. just news stations in general could have done that
1: totally agree and I think that that's fair and um it just makes for a better story I think when you're like surprise look at all these women who like didn't know the draft was this weekend um, and that's probably why that became the story.
0: Totally. I also think next year that we should go to Vegas during the draft and find bachelor parties who didn't know the draft was happening.
1: Oh, that's a great idea. They're like, hey, we're just really big hockey fans. <laughs> like, uh,
0: <laughs> we're here for the Knights. Uh, uh,
1: the Rugby Sevens is going on in town right now. <laughs> uh, I'm actually here for the
0: Celine Dion show. <laughs> you know they're out there. You oh, know they're 100%. out there. Uh, all right. What's your next one? Um, the Steelers draft. Oh, yeah. I have
1: I have a uh, an idea. What? Put me on the clock, give me ten seconds Mm -hmm. to talk about the Steelers' first six picks.
0: Okay. And Uh, I will talk
1: like this is the thing that I love about the draft is that for like the couple months afterwards, I'm like, Oh, the Steelers are gonna win the Super Bowl. (laughs) And every I mean every team, like even like Washington fans are like, Oh yeah, we got Dwayne Haskins, like, we're gonna win the Super Bowl. It's all about hope. Right. It's beautiful. Okay, I have a So like this is this is me like Telling you why I think that every draft pick was a home run and the Steelers are going to go 16 and 0 next okay, year. Okay, we're
0: going to, I'm going to give you 30 seconds because this is going to be a note for rant, but it's going to be a Steelers rant. Wait, so it's five seconds per player? Wait, do you, oh, you want 10 seconds per player? Yeah. Oh, how many? Six?
1: six? I'll, just, I'll just do the first six. They had like,
0: okay, nine. I'm timing it. You have a minute just say, starting. Just say next. Just say next when we get to. Oh, 10 seconds. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, ready?
1: Set. <laughs> the Steelers first pick was Devin Bush inside linebacker from Michigan I love this pick because Devin Bush is a stud he wore like this fancy like suit thing if you can pull that thing off you have confidence in your first round pick and you're gonna be a great starter Deontay Johnson was a wide receiver from Toledo whenever the Steelers draft a Mac player especially wide receiver like Antonio Brown or you know even Corey Davis came from the Mac great wide receiver for the Titans that's a good pick I like that pick (laughs) Justin Lane Michigan State cornerback he's big he's physical he has that Steelers mentality he's gonna he's gonna fight at the line of scrimmage he's gonna get his man he's gonna he's gonna bat down balls (laughs) Benny Snell from Kentucky I love this guy he's in the he's in in between the tackles running back like he's like a big guy he's like a badass almost like you can put him on the goal line he's gonna run in there he's gonna get that touchdown and he's a great personality Zach Gentry, the tight end for Michigan. This guy's huge. He's like 6'8". He's a physical specimen. He's a little young, and people were not sure if he should stay another year or come back, but I think with a lo- he has a lot of potential. Sutton Smith, Northern Illinois. He's an outside linebacker. This guy was like the FBS leading like uh, fucking sacker this year. Like He's good as fuck. Uh, okay. Wow. So, ran out of did you, steam there. How did you learn to talk that fast? I don't know, but I didn't get to everything I wanted to say.
0: Alright, you have ten more seconds to be no. I'm what just what didn't what didn't you um, say? I really like Benny Snell. Well, I know why you really like Benny Snell. Why? It's because a Le'Veon Bell jersey is now somewhat still accurate.
1: Well, he's gonna wear twenty six. Right. And his name's B. Snell. So if
0: you take so, out the N. The S N. Sorry, right. Ooh, math <laughs>
1: Uh Yeah. It's it works. The only thing better would have been if they had drafted Marquise Brown and he wore eighty four oh. or AJ Brown.
0: Yeah, that's true. That was a yeah. You know they did they did what they could. Um, but I really
1: I really truly liked all of the Steelers picks. My only regret is that they didn't get the cornerback from Notre Dame, Julian Love, because I mm. think he was he fell really far down. I thought he would have gotten picked in the early second round. He didn't get drafted to the fourth round, and I actually thought he's he's really phenomenal player. So yeah. he got drafted to the Giants though.
0: Wow, you rocked that. The Steelers rock the draft, and you rock talking about it. Yeah, it's really good Thank stuff. On the run. Um, my next thing is uh, the DK Metcalf Pete Carroll moment. Oh yeah, I'm sure you've all seen this by now. But at the combine, DK Metcalf, who is the jacked guy, who, you know, you know who G- DK Metcalf is. Who remember that really jacked kangaroo? Yes, that's that's who he is. The yeah. kangaroo is dead now, and he came back to life in the form <laughs> he of was DK reincarnated as DK Metcalf. That's true. Um, who really isn't you know the best receiver out there he's good he's
1: good he got drafted where he should have been drafted exactly but
0: I I think that the muscles had a lot of people fooled in the beginning including me I saw this guy and I was like well he's the second coming of Christ in football form but um he's not really but he's good and when he met with the Seahawks at the combine he walked into the room and just immediately took his shirt off and then Pete Carroll didn't miss a beat he took his shirt off
1: that is such a male like it's like that guy has a shirt off. Got to take my. It's like a. I'm. Th- I feel threatened. Yeah. Now I got to take my shirt off. It's thing. a
0: Pavlovian. Yeah. He's like. You think response. you're the alpha
1: with your shirt off? Like, guess what? I'm the coach. I'm taking my shirt off now. I'm the alpha. I'm also Pete Carroll, and like for some reason I have like this weird like dad bod strength. I mean,
0: Pete Carroll. He keeps it tight. Yeah, he can get it. <laughs> <laughs> Should we cut that? I don't <laughs> we know. Have to we might have to cut that. out. We'll come back to it. Uh, <laughs> Brandon's like, <laughs> Brandon just put his head in. I think in Pete, Pete Carroll, <laughs> so when Pete Carroll coached, <laughs> Pete Carroll coached, <laughs> all right, Pete Carroll coached the pads for a year in, what, 99 or so. Yeah,
1: before he went to he USC. Was
0: the, he was the original Patriot sex symbol before Tom Brady. I'm just going to say it right now. I actually once wrote that blog when I worked for Boston.com and I've kept it a secret until now.
1: Oh, I'm going to have to go find that. Mm, mm. Here's the thing about Pete Carroll. I despise him. With Why? every fiber of my being. I think for obvious reasons.
0: Yeah, I know, but... I'm not going to say that. Okay, all right. Uh, my feeling about Pete Carroll is that I... The, the thing that impressed me most about this little moment was that he immediately didn't miss a beat and took his shirt off. He thought either that it would make a great video or it was just completely private. I
1: don't think Pete Carroll even, like, thought it was being videotaped. I, I legitimately think he saw him walk in with a shirt off and was like, oh, okay, we're doing this? Yeah, okay. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. He's like, I see your body. Look at my body. <laughs>
0: Let's make this about me, DK. You think, you think I'm impressed with your body? I'm fucking 65. Look at my abs. <laughs> Look what I can do. Uh, all right. What's your next one?
1: Um, Kyler Murray. Ooh. So we need to give a shout out to our first overall draft pick. It's the first time we were even mentioning his name in this podcast, which is wild. Um, Kyler Murray. I think because we knew he was going to get drafted first overall. But um, I did not like his pink suit.
0: His Neither did three I. three piece
1: pink suit. I especially didn't like the like round like vest, like the cu- the collar of the vest. The, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, um, the it was too round. It wasn't like what a, do you
0: even call? I
1: that? I have no idea. It's like
0: the end of his vest, but I don't think that's it's no neckline. The neckline. The neck li- there it is. But it's not his neck. It's like his chest. His chest line. Um, but it was it was a scoop neck as opposed to the standard V. Of also, here's the thing. You know how I hate newsboy caps on men? Yes. I also hate. Three-piece suits. I hate vests really? under blazers. Some men hate can it. pull them off. I they can. I agree. Like there's there are there a few men who can do it. Just in general, right. I'm like it is a look. Skip the vest. But Brady Quinn can pull it off.
1: Well, uh, but Kyler can- Murray. I uh, I really. It's just going to be a very fascinating 2019 season, and we'll get to the Josh Rosen stuff. In, Josh Rosen stuff in a little bit. Mm-hmm. But Cliff Kingsbury was a very underachieving coach in lubbock at texas tech he had an all-time record of 35 and 40 as a head coach got fired because he didn't win enough games granted it's really hard to recruit in texas mm-hmm. at texas tech because you're up against a&m who's sec school texas which is obviously texas, texas. uh in all the other great schools in texas houston is a big like dana holgerson coaches there now like you're you're in I a, always forget that well i mean it only happened like a few months i ago. know but still but, I mean, you're always just, you're going to, it's it's hard to recruit. And you're in Lubbock, which is apparently a massive shithole, bigger than West Lafayette, Indiana. So, I I feel for the guy, but I also think, like, yeah, I don't know how he's going to be a successful NFL quarterback, especially now that he has this kind of, like, experiment case with Kyler Murray. Because Kyler Murray was phenomenal at Oklahoma, super exciting. Every game he played in, he was Like you, you had you wanted to watch Oklahoma games. There was appointment television. Oklahoma, Texas, Oklahoma, West Virginia. Even like the end of the Bama game in the playoff, the very end um, was exciting. But I like you. Just he's you know five ten and one eighth, and he's I like who who knows. Like it's just gonna be so interesting to see what happens there.
0: I agree with you. I'm skeptical. Um, You know, we talked about this. Oh, I guess not on the... I guess we were just texting each other about this. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I get confused about... Uh, but my feeling about Kyler is like, I will be... I won't be surprised if he's good. I'll be surprised if he's great. I feel like, that's, you know... I think that's a good point. And I feel like yeah. Cliff really does not have the experience leading a team. And I, I think part of it is it's not unfair it's just a lot of variables a lot of unknown variables it would be one thing if Cliff Kingsbury <clears> or <throat> this new coach coming in and he had a veteran that he could kind of rely on but we don't both of these guys are like pretty unproven because Murray didn't yeah. have many starts Cliff Kingsbury hasn't won many games so it's like all right here here right. we go and
1: in the meantime Larry Fitzgerald's like biological clock is ticking oh. <laughs> It's so true.
0: I don't like, want Is this to... man ever
1: going to win a Super Bowl? No. He's and not. And it's sad. And part of that is the Steelers' fault, and I don't feel bad about that. But yeah, realistically, the, the dude should have won one Super Bowl.
0: I agree. I agree. Uh, all right. Um, Patriots draft. My feeling about whenever any Patriots draft, I have to be honest, I don't pay as much attention as I should. I love Nikhil Harry. First round pick. Great pick. Into it. Um a little confused they didn't draft a tight end after Gronk retired. But my overall takeaway is that I don't question anything Belichick does. Yeah. During the draft, which is annoying. It's, I wish we it's, could. I I do too. I, I mean, I don't. Sorry. <laughs> Ooh, he got all caught up there for a second. I just I trust that he's doing what's going to work because in the past it's worked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's my only take yeah. about the past draft. Okay. Uh,
1: my next thing I wanted to talk about was Nick Bosa because he had quite a weekend.
0: Oh, he had a. Big draft.
1: Yeah, so he got chosen second overall
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, to the
0: 49ers. Uh, he, in liberal San Francisco.
1: Yes, ironically the 49ers, because if you uh, haven't heard, Nick Bosa had some very problematic tweets that and in Instagram likes that were found um, prior to the draft that he has now had to answer for. Um, one of them was a tweet where he said Colin Kaepernick was a clown. Mm-hmm. Colin Kaepernick played for the 49ers. So that's awkward. Yeah. Um, and uh, other Instagrams where he liked people's Instagrams with captions that were offensive and used racial slurs and homophobic slurs. Like a bunch of white nationalist accounts. He Yeah, he them. followed a bunch of white nationalist accounts. It, he basically... And
0: about Trump a lot.
1: Yeah. Um, basically, like, pretty bad stuff. Yep. Not hard um, to see what wh- his beliefs are. I can't are. imagine why... Or I can't imagine how – I mean, there are other guys like that in the NFL, don't get me wrong. Not as many high-profile, like, second overall draft picks. Right. With, like, you know, Bosa's got, like, the family name. He's, like – he's super high-profile. But I can't imagine that's going to go over well unless he really kind of, like, distances himself from it and kind of does the whole PR crisis management uh thing and like if people will his teammates will accept that he and like forgive him for yeah. the things that he's said and liked on social media um so he he tried to kind of apologize for it and like distance himself from it in his introductory press conference mm-hmm. and then the next day <laughs> the president of the united states tweeted about him congratulating him and not congratulating
0: any of the other draft picks just him right not and and not and not kyler murray who was not the one, one who actually went first overall right he just just he'd nick Bozo. i wonder i so. feel like someone in the white house was like hey dude poke this bear like you yeah. got you get, there's a guy who there's a guy who likes you D- trump has no idea. trump before that had no idea who nick boza was 10 bucks he'd never heard his name before um but yeah it's man. just
1: it was just uh uh like his agents or what managers were probably like fuck oh yeah (laughs) you you try really hard to distance yourself from this like pretty bad (laughs) shit that you posted and then the president president just just drags you right back into it (laughs) i
0: don't know um yeah totally agree uh that was that was a wild thing to wake up to on Sat. was that saturday yeah oh man uh All right. My last takeaway and we're going to segue into the Josh Rosen thing now is because um, I love how so many quotes about the draft can be taken out of context. If you think about them in terms of relationships, Mm. you know, it's sort of like you're you're choosing who you want to date. There was one. um, My favorite was Dave Gettleman, who told Peter King after he drafted Daniel Jones in three years, we'll find out how crazy I am because it. Reminded me of like when someone's breaking up with you and you're like, well,
1: we'll see so you think crazy I'm crazy? Now. Now. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh,
0: but the best one was um, when Cliff Kingsbury called Josh Rosen and was like, hey, we're letting you go. And this Robert Klemko at SI wrote this article and he said, we think the world of you, Kingsbury told him. And then Klemko added in italics, it's not you, it's me. <laughs> Oh man, we think the world of you.
1: That's cringy. if someone told me
0: that when they were breaking up with me, I'd probably just walk slowly into the ocean. <laughs> That's r- super cringeworthy. That's awful. Uh, but Josh Rosen is now in the Miami Dolphins, yes. um, and as a Jewish person, I love that we now have uh, another Jewish grandson in Miami for mm. all the retirees. I think it's really exciting for it everybody. Uh, and he's handled this whole thing with a lot of grace. I will. I is my personal opinion.
1: Yeah, one thing that I read in Klemko's uh, story on SportsIllustrated.com— Heard of it? (laughs) —was that um, basically the Cardinals did not do their due diligence in trying to secure an adequate trade or adequate compensation for trading Josh Rosen prior to the draft. They basically wanted to keep everything under wraps. They didn't want anyone to know they were drafting Kyler Murray first overall, even though the whole world knew— um, That's what's
0: so weird. And about in doing
1: it. so, they didn't get anything back from Josh. They basically traded him for nothing. So last year, they traded up to trade or to draft him. Last year in the first round, mm-hmm. picked him tenth overall. This year, basically traded him to Miami for like a third and a fifth rounder, um, and which is what I think they traded to draft him earlier last year. So like basically, they got nothing in return. They wasted a first round pick on him. He won like three games last year, yeah. and then they sent him on his merry way to Miami, which does not sound like. The, the in any way shape or form like something a intelligent gm would do
0: no this is a d- arguably a terrible use of resources like i don't understand why you would do this i think that you know i want to believe that the people running teams are very smart and make very good decisions and i think a lot of times they just completely whiff and this was one of them one and- thing
1: that i learned in growing up charlotte yes jeff there are really no adults. None. People like you, when you're a little kid, you look up to people in positions of power and you're like, yeah, like that guy. Yeah. He must know what he's doing. Yeah, for like, sure. He's, to be that guy, like he's got to know what's going on. As you get older, you realize like, oh, no, we're all just doing this. We, we are,
0: are. We're <laughs> all just doing We are all flying by the seat of our pants. Yeah. No one has any clue. Right. People running teams are no different. And they just, the mistakes they make just involve a lot more money and are very high profile. And public, yeah. Yeah. Uh, But Josh put out a really great video and he was congratulating Kyler Murray and like saying he loved his time there. He showed up at OTAs the week before the draft, even when, you know, everyone kind of had an idea. But in Klumko's article, he was like, yeah, I really didn't believe it until it happened. And I was like, oh, buddy. they didn't
1: even give him a heads up. He basically found out they were for sure, like, because they kind of... I guess not really lied to him, but didn't really, weren't really honest they with him. They did not lie to him. Like if, I feel like if, if you really care about this person as a person mm-hmm. and as an athlete, you say, um, listen, like we have to make a business decision. Like you're not going to like it and we'll f- try to figure out the best place for you to go or yeah. like, we'll figure out the best situation for you, but we care about you. Instead, it was like, with the first overall pick in the end, like, that's how he found out. He literally
0: found out <laughs> as the, as it happened, and his agent was like, uh... And Josh was like, you know, I would stay, I would fight, I would try to make my case and beat this guy out, and his agent was like, yeah, that's not happening, buddy. Right. You gotta go.
1: But also, you would think they would at least give his agent a heads up before the draft so his agent could try to work out the best possible landing spot for Josh, like, where he wants to play. Right. Maybe, because if, if anything you know, you would think that the Cardinals would be like, whatever, we just want to get the best possible deal done. Right. And they they got, like, the worst... Like, you, you asked me on Thursday night, you were like, if they trade Josh Rosen, like, you think it'll happen tonight? And I'm like, 100%. Like, if they want to get another first-round pick out of it or even, like, an early second-round pick, like, this trade will happen tonight. And it did not happen Thursday night. Which
0: is wild. And I... My whole takeaway from this is that the Cardinals have absolutely no idea what they're doing. And that's why I don't have very much faith in what's going to happen next year. Because I think that Cliff probably played a bigger role in this than, I don't know. I just, I think I'm um, interested to see how it all shakes out. And I was impressed with how Josh handled it. And I hope all I want now is for, for Josh Rosen to just like crush it in Miami.
1: Yeah. Well, that's, you're a Patriots fan, so.
0: Oh yeah. Well, I mean crush it until the Patriots crush him. <laughs> mm. The great thing is now the AFC East is um Tom Brady versus the draft class of twenty eighteen. Yeah. That's He's playing true. kids like half his age. Yeah. Uh
1: anyways, Steve before we move off to Josh Rosen in the draft, yeah. Steve Smith's rant about him. Oh. Like uh, this we talk all the time about how stupid most people on T V are and how like <laughs> if you if you make a entertaining enough video like 4 million people will watch it and it'll get like 20,000 retweets even if no it's matter not true. How if you, think, if it you is. think you sound right and you go on a rant, I mean we probably do this all the time but like if you think, we're not mean though, if you think you sound right and correct and you're confident in how like wrong you are um, you can go viral and Steve Smith basically did that and like Steve Smith also like known for being a Here's here's what he said he basically like teammate,
0: ripped like. into Josh Rosen for unfollowing the Cardinals on social media and said like you know guys get drafted you have to show up and beat them out and he was just saying a bunch of stuff that right. wasn't true and also I would 100% unfollow the Cardinals their entire Instagram feed yes. was like kyler murray porn it was all picture of kyler murray of the back of his jersey of all, like and for your mental health as I'm, Josh Rosen first of all it's very clear that they don't want you that they're not going to give you a chance to beat this guy out Second of all, just like, it's
1: a first overall pick. This isn't, they didn't pick up Murray in the third round and they were like, we need to develop this guy. It's not like a Drew Locke, Joe Flacco situation. Like, this is, this is done. And then you're playing your first overall pick in the first game of the season. He's your face, your franchise now.
0: And so Steve Smith goes on this whole thing and about being a good teammate, blah, blah, blah. And everyone was like, wait, weren't you a terrible teammate?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Didn't you like request a trade from the Panthers because they said that your like starting spot wasn't guaranteed at one point? Didn't you try to fight? They cut you.
0: Every single person you ever played against, so I was like, you know, it's just God, yeah. people forget. People people forget that. Uh, switching gears, NBA playoff updates. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's start with the Bucks Celtics. Um, Celtics destroyed the Bucks on Sunday. Yeah, game one. And Giannis seemed to have flown too close to the sun. Mm. And then on yeah, what Tuesday- happened? What uh, happened on Tuesday? You want? Well, it feels like. No,
1: you tell me. I didn't watch. Just tell me what happened. <laughs> the, the Bucks destroyed the Celtics. Oh, shoot. Oh, you don't say. Really? Shut up. Shut up. Oh, yeah. that's awful. <laughs> yeah, they I'm did. Sorry.
0: i mean, sorry. I, I am. the series is 1-1. I'm not concerned. I'm a little concerned. I really talked my... This is... You're going to hate this, but you're just going to have to bear with me for a second. I talked myself into believing a Boston sweep is going to happen. Oh, my God. I want to puke. Mm-hmm. And then last night, the Bruins lost and the Celtics lost, and I got a little sad. And I realize I have no right to be sad because we win everything, but, you know, everyone's always whenever I tweet about Boston sports, they're like, shut up, you win everything. And I'm like, here's the thing about winning. It doesn't make you want to win less. Can we cut this? <laughs> Jess, I mean, if you were we... in my position, what would you? Yeah, like? We're going we're gonna to cut this. No, we're not. Yeah. This is important. It's I'm part of sports. I'm going to be nice and let you talk. Thanks, guys. Listen, it's part of sports. It's happening. Um, anyway, so back to the NBA. You should be grateful. I I am grateful. I'm enough. What am I supposed to say, (laughs) Brandon? How could I possibly be more grateful? You
2: should just brush that off your shoulder. Okay. It's just a loss. You have like six rings. It. Uh, What is it? Seventeen NBA championships. Look,
0: true ambition, true, true, a true competitor doesn't doesn't quit just when they've won. What is
2: that? Like eight World Series.
1: Oh. I like that Brandon is uh, responding because I have nothing to say to you. <laughs> Moving on to the Sixers game. Um, they had an incredible press conference in which uh, we found out Jimmy Butler's full name is actually Jimmy Butler the Third.
0: Well, yeah, the coach, Brett Brown, who's from Maine, shout out Maine, uh, said uh, he was like, you know, that was the adult in the room. That was James Butler. And then afterwards, Jimmy was like, uh, my name isn't James. It's literally Jimmy.
1: You know what this made me think of? What? You're going to know what I'm going to say. Yeah. Our coworker's <laughs> name is Tommy.
0: <laughs> I don't know why. I, out to, that was the first thing I thought our, of, too.
1: Yeah, our coworker's name is Tom, but his full name's Tommy. Not Thomas. Which
0: I love. I love it Tommy. so much. Also, it's like Tommy Pickles. My main takeaway from this was, like, Brett, you should actually know that. Yeah,
1: you should for sure
0: know that. That's the thing that seems really important to me, is knowing right. your player's actual name.
1: But it is kind of strange. Like, it would be if I was like, oh, my name is Jess and you were like, jessica and i was like no no no, it's just jess right like that's
0: a little counterintuitive
1: but it is strange to me because he's jimmy butler the third so does that mean his grandfather was also (gasps) jimmy butler because jimmy is a cool name in like 2019 but i cannot picture like an old man no 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 jimmy stewart hey what do you say (laughs) (laughs) i can't picture like an 85 year old going by jimmy especially like in like the great depression era
0: i could see it more in the great depression era than in like the 90s do you know what I mean? I feel like it was either an older name. But Jerry name or- Seinfeld,
1: like Jerry. I feel like Jerry and Jimmy name. Well, Jerry's like just
0: name. a whole other. All I think of Jerry is like. Parks and Rec. Yeah. Jerry. Well, what was his real name Jerry or did they. No, they started calling him like Terry and like. That's right. That's right. That's Gary right. and Gary, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then also in that press conference, Jimmy. Joel Embiid was talking about how. Jimmy's. He was. <laughs> how, <like> he- <laughs> how he wasn't. <laughs> okay, sorry. Joel Embiid Embiid. was talking about how he wasn't feeling well or had the flu. And he was like, if you've ever had the shits, you understand. Oh, Jesus Christ. It was really, uh, this was the best press conference of the year.
1: We don't like to talk about um, like gross stuff a lot on the podcast other than some of our agro facts. Yeah,
0: we made a choice. Agro facts are a different ballgame. We made a choice that we weren't going to talk about (laughs) some of the things we could talk about.
1: (laughs) There are podcasts out there that do it and you should listen to them if that's what you want but you won't find it here but i will say if you're ever a basketball player, football player, any athlete, even if you're having a bad day at work, like that is the ultimate excuse cuz no one wants more information. You can't prove it. It's just and it's totally valid excuse if you're sick enough like yep. Yeah, like i it's like the flu game like Jordan was like yeah.
0: Right And no one wants to know Right We're So like, they that's, don't ask that's cool. that's
1: cool That's cool That's cool Like But you know Sure the, Yeah 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 go What home. I will say is Don't Petialite.
0: use this as a false excuse Like this isn't one of those things To mess don't around with Don't overuse it Yeah You can't Like you should really only use The shit's excuse When you actually have them
1: Well if you use it too much People are like Dude you you might have cancer <laughs> Like, Or they're
0: like Can you go to a doctor <laughs> Right
1: Like you should definitely eat.
0: Gastrointestinal Like that's not normal Right <laughs> fix, fix that Right so, um, and
1: that's the last time we will ever talk about.
0: Well, I don't well, know if that's yeah, a promise no, yeah. we can make, but, <laughs> but then again, we never keep our promises. We owe like 10 people Christmas oh, God, cards. I kn- Charlotte, we are terrible people. I feel, I actually lie in bed at night <laughs> thinking about this. <laughs> I'm like, we, A, we told you guys that if you, <laughs> we I feel really guilty about I it. I do too. I don't like thinking about it. <laughs> I need should... Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe someday we'll keep those promises. <laughs> Another physical thing that happened was that James Harden Steph poked him in the eye. I thought Draymond poked him in the eye. Draymond poked him in the <laughs> eye. I don't know. One of them. Draymond's the like, Warriors oh, this sorry. Frame. I normally
1: just hit people below the belt.
0: <laughs> He's like, sorry. I usually just kick them in the balls. He must have been bent
1: over. <laughs> I didn't, didn't mean
0: not The thing to. about the Warriors at this point is that they're all cyborgs who are programmed to play basketball and they're unstoppable. So I get their names mixed up.
1: Yeah, that's fair. They're all
0: so good. I'm like, well, one of the good guys, one of the guys who are good at basketball. <laughs> Literally playing any
1: of them, but James Except Harden, Boogie, who is constantly hurt.
0: So. oh, I know, like, sweet. But even even Iggy's been playing well. Mm-hmm. Where did he come from? But anyway, See, so um, James Harden got hit poked in the eye and then yeah. had all these eye drops put into his eyes or, but he just he Ugh. was his eyes turned bright red i hate eye stuff eye stuff really freaks me out eye stuff is awful my one of my biggest fears is eye stuff yeah stuff
1: yeah any movie or like tv show that has gross eye stuff i can't watch
0: what was like when you show me that uh game of thrones thing where the mountain kills a guy oh, oh sorry oh. spoiler alert click Spo- click spoiler, the little the jump ahead forward. 30 seconds yes. like, He's when season the four finale
1: with the and the Viper, in the Mountain. Yeah, yeah and yeah. the Mountain and he kills him by squeezes it, yeah. his
0: brain out of his eyes. Bas- basically, yeah. I couldn't he cr- watch. Sque- yeah. it's so, oh, and anyway, the, no-
1: the noise. It's like it's like
0: oh, <laughs> <laughs> so gross. We'll get to Game Brandon's of Thrones. It's like fuck you. Guys. <laughs> the blood. The blood sounds are awful. Yeah, okay. we are.
1: We are, We'll get to Game of Thrones later. But thoughts and prayers to James Harden and his eyes.
0: Um, the ref saga is a whole thing, which I don't really. I don't even get-
1: want to talk like the Rockets are complaining that they lost the NBA playoffs last year because the refs didn't make enough calls in their favor like it's just like okay do what the Saints did be petty have a little Mardi Gras parade where everyone dresses as a dumb referees like do it the fun way don't be like oh we're Mr. Serious we're gonna write a 5,000 page report about it like that's it that's my that's all I have to say like do it the fun like I get it like whatever
0: you can't go you can't you can't go back and start doing the thing where like, well, if this happened, then this would have happened, because that's not how life works. I agree. My biggest pet peeve in so I was a history major, history and creative writing major, not to brag, but in history, when <laughs> when they would say things like we had an essay prompt once that was like, Was the Holocaust inevitable? And I was like, The fuck. Yeah, because it happened. So if if that was evitable, then like maybe what? we could have stopped it. Like what? I don't know. So I hate revisionist history. I also think um, I agree with you about the refs. Like, Rockets fans, just put up some billboards and, all like, re- move on.org.
1: are either, like, suck or are shitty to fans. Like, that's just how it is. I mean, I did a whole video at SB Nation about the uh, Kings-Lakers championship that everyone thought, game four mm-hmm. or whatever, whichever game it was, that everyone thought was rigged by the NBA so that the Lakers would win. Um, it, Like, just, you can... You can as a fan, you can look at any anything totally. and be like that if that happened, this would have happened. Like this is the refs' fault, it's a conspiracy. And like it's just not. Like the, James Harden has had right. calls go in his favor his entire career. That's his entire playing style.
0: The great thing about being a sports fan is you can make whatever you want to be true true. Right. There like is some Ryan way to Clark- there is some way to rationalize it. Yeah. And oftentimes that is on that involves using refs and saying it wasn't fair, which
1: If Ryan Clark didn't have sickle cell, he would have been able to play in in uh, Denver, and then Tim Tebow would have never won a playoff game. And the Steelers would have won
0: the Super Bowl. See, there you go. You heard it here first. Um, another another thing with the Warriors is that Guy Fieri gave an interview, a Q and A with GQ. Shout out Jay Willis. Shout out Guy Fieri. Shout oh, shout out Guy Fieri. He is he is my guy. He's he is, everyone's he guy. Is the technically. Guy. Um, He said that he would make Kevin Durant food to bribe him to stay with the Golden State Warriors, which I feel like money might be a little more of an incentive.
1: Here's the thing. What if he bakes him a king baby cake and the king baby inside of it is made out of
0: a million dollar contract with the Knicks?
1: (laughs) I was going to say a
0: 75 carat diamond. Oh, well, now we're talking. That just seems like what I would like right now. <laughs>
1: and let's say Kevin Durant doesn't accidentally eat it, has it, sells it, makes a ton of money, still gets to play in the Warriors. That's a meal that I would be worth entertaining the idea. That's of. a really interesting Although, one. If he does go to the Knicks, his contract will be sh- for sure be worth more than a 75 carat diamond right well
0: i don't know how much i don't know is. because
1: remember Maybe that what?
0: remember that um diamond that lady gaga wore yes, to the, the Oscars? priceless
1: oh that was 29 carats and they said it was like a priceless tiffany diamond so
0: 75 carat i mean hello i would take that my thought was that if i were guy fury trying to make kevin durant something to stay stand the warriors i would make him um just like a lifetime supply of donkey sauce Mm. I would bathe in donkey sauce. Do you know that I've never had donkey sauce? Sure. Is that to, our next? We need to go to
1: Vegas and get <laughs> go to Guy Fieri's. I'm dead I serious. I wish that his
0: restaurant in know, New York had not closed. Dude, the terrible one.
1: Uh, I heard it was amazing. Really? Well, the Trask one that got just like. <laughs> Here's the thing: a 75 carat pear shaped D color diamond is the best centerpiece. Is the centerpiece of Sotheby's New York magnificent jewel sale? Blah 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 blah. It might fetch 12 million dollars. Kevin Durant. Kevin that's a Trump change. <laughs>
0: I love how we're like We're like two little kids Or we're like Dr. Evil In, in Austin Powers And, and it's I'm like, an A million dollars <laughs> Exactly <laughs> This is not We're oh, We are just two sad little boys <laughs> Alright uh, NHL playoffs Oh god It's the most It's gonna be the most boring Stanley Cup If the Bruins no. aren't in it And I'm not saying this oh, As a Boston god. fan I'm saying this as like Big markets versus small markets Or the Islanders Or yes Islanders too Sorry Um but if we ha- if it's like St. Louis versus Columbus. Oh, my God. Snooze City.
1: Yeah. If St. Louis ever wins a Stanley Cup, all of my best material will go out the window. <laughs> like, I, can na- I can't make jokes about the Blues never winning a Stanley Cup. And I think I would have to just get quit
0: just leave sports just
1: altogether. For sure, I would have to quit hockey. But I don't know. Also, That's brutal for me.
0: What if Tortellini wins a Stanley it's, Cup? It's
1: Tortorella, Charlotte. His name's Jim Tortorella.
0: No, what are you doing? Why are you confusing me? (laughs) This is her thing. You broke me. You uh,
1: you, just broke you stole me. my bit, so the bit's You over. hadn't
0: tweeted it, and it wasn't a bit. I was out.
1: I was having fun. I was living life. I was out on the town. Oh, wow. I was drinking a Moscow Mule. I am the I asshole. I wasn't watching the Bruins uh, Blue Jackets game. It was All a right, Tuesday. Well, you I was...
0: snooze, you lose. <laughs> I was devoted to the content. <laughs> Sue me. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. The Bruins are now down 2-1 against the Blue Jackets. And what even is a Blue Jacket? Is that like a yellow j? Ja- is that like a bee you that got that doused in paint?
1: actually, um, I think it's like a Union Army thing.
0: Oh, but now oh. that you
1: think, now that I think about it, I've always pictured them as like insects. Me
0: too. I picture them as bees, yeah. like yellow jackets, but they're blue.
1: I'm pretty sure it's a Union Army thing. Well, right, that's that makes time. sense because they were blue, they were blue jackets. Yeah, it's
0: harder to make fun of. <laughs> okay, uh, so we have something that's not funny at all, um, but we need to mention it, which is the Tyree Kill situation in Kansas City.
1: Yeah, so the night of the draft, a news station in Kansas City published a um, a video recording of Tyree Kill and his fiance discussing the ab- abuse against his, uh, or their son, who's three was years it old. Audio or was it, it was radio? audio. Uh, yeah, it was audio. Okay. Um, audio recording. And anyway, so basically what had happened was his son had been hurt. Um, they removed him, them from custody um, they opened a, ca- a criminal case. They closed a criminal case because they couldn't. The DA in Kansas City could not prove who abused the child. Um, a couple days later, this audio recording came out in which Terry Kill said some pretty disturbing things. Um, and now, as far as we know, he has not been disciplined by anyone. He's basically been suspended from the chiefs for the foreseeable future but the nfl has not said anything about it since this happened on thursday
0: so i am not going to pretend that i am an expert on any domestic violence or any issues like this because i think there are people who write about it know a lot more than i do there are a lot of experts out there and and we i i don't feel like i ever have an answer i do think something that's been interesting is you know watching some people say like you know you shouldn't give these guys a chance at all and other people saying well unemployment is the most dangerous thing for the spouse of someone who's abusive so or the partner and so i i don't know it's awful um i think teams need to do a lot more when they say they're going to help a guy like rehab a guy or this like This guy, you know, Tyreek Hill, a lot of these GMs, they'll be like, oh, well, you know, he's in counseling or like something. And it's like you need more than like one team counselor. Like there needs to be actual steps taken.
1: Tyreek Hill has a history of domestic violence towards the fiance who he's still with, who their child is the one who's injured. Um, And the chiefs knew that, drafted him. And then this issue came up again only a couple of years later. So this is clearly an issue where um, they knew what kind of, person he was when they drafted him thought they could give him a second chance and now basically if they cut him or completely cut him off what kind of position does that put his fiance in or their child who is isn't still not with them he's in like child protective services or whatever Um, but there is not an easy answer and I think that not doing anything so far or not even saying anything is not like really right
0: I agree I agree yeah it's just it's really sad and awful and the side of sports that you can't ignore as much as it's not fun to talk about or think about.
1: But it's important to talk about because I think that if you ignore it, then it's like you're
0: kind of like condoning, not condoning. Yeah, but but I feel like
1: you need, like sports aren't all, it's not always like fun shit all the time. Like And like when something bad happens, especially because we talk about the NFL a lot, like it's our favorite league. Like I feel like pretending that everything's great all the time is like, negligent on our part. I
0: completely agree. That's part of the Even though this problem. is a fun,
1: like we we try to be funny and fun and it's a fun sports podcast, like you can't just pretend like you, everything is great.
0: Right. You don't get to have the fun and the funny if you don't acknowledge the darker side cuz there's a very dark side. Yeah. Um but now we're going to go back to something funny. Yes. Or fun.
1: Hard hard left turn. Hard
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Can we add a, a car card uh NASCAR? It's not going to be turning? in the budget.
0: It's not going to be I keep telling you.
2: <laughs> It's not on the budget.
0: (laughs) Like, it also definitely is. There are free sound effects. (laughs) That's my favorite part of this bit. (laughs) We're Um, working on it. You know what, Brandon? You're doing an incredible job. Just take your time. Uh, The Kentucky Derby is this weekend. Yeah, I love derby saturdays so do i it's a great saturday um we've both been to the derby oh yes i would love to go again someday next year let's go to the derby next year we should go together even even if we're not like doing content around it let's just go to the derby we should do
1: weekend in vegas yep come back celebrate jess's birthday go to the derby that's three weekends in a row of just fire content i'm gonna
0: be 31 by then so i'm it might kill me Especially after a Miami Super Bowl and a Vegas draft, man, we're just like talking
1: about how much fun we're gonna have, and our
0: like <laughs> boss is gonna listen. Be like, you guys are gonna I feel like you're not doing you're not, any of that. Yeah, you're not allowed to go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay, Kentucky Derby. My one of my favorite parts is the names of the horses. I love names of horses, and I love names of boats, and I think they're pretty much interchangeable. So we're gonna read you the hmm. names this year. Um, I noticed there's a trend. A lot of them have to do with winning. So, huh. That's strange. What do you know? Can I just say one
1: thing about the Derby? Please. I went there senior year of school um, because it's kind of close-ish to Notre Dame. Um,
0: Which, when you told me that the first time, I realized I have no sense of the geography (laughs) of the middle of the country. Well,
1: to... So we drove from South Bend to Cincinnati, and then Cincinnati to Louisville and back the day of the Derby, and then back. To, it would, didn't make a uh, ton of sense. Too so much driving. yeah, it was, it was a lot of cars, yeah. and um, it also thunderstormed while I was there. But then it was sunny five it, minutes it's, later. It's
0: same. I think that's a thing there. I think that's last what year it does. was
1: totally sloppy and gross. Remember?
0: Oh yeah, I was glad I wasn't there last year because it was yeah. so gross.
1: Yeah. Um, but anywho, the Derby is really fun. Uh, there is a large just. Very diverse swath of humanity there, Mm. especially in the middle. I was in like the middle where the The infield, infield where the cheap, cheap guys are. I didn't even venture in there. I did not see a single horse, but I saw um, like shirtless guys and like boxers like tailgating. I saw people in three piece suits. It was just a phenomenal show of humanity. Um, But anyways, if you ever get a chance to go to the Derby, Mm -hmm. it is something to behold.
0: Also, that was the first time I ever bet on sports. Wow. Because I still don't know how. I can only do it if I'm in person at the let's thing. Do a,
1: let's do it. Let's do it. We'll do it. We'll do a derby thing this weekend. Will you teach I always, me yeah, how? I always, do we have to
0: go to New Jersey? No, no, no. I always do like a little, like a little, <laughs>
1: little derby.
0: <laughs> a little below boards. <laughs> no, just you, okay. yeah, yeah, you know a guy. Okay. Yeah, but you know a guy. Since we're both
1: going to lose our NHL break
0: oh. <laughs> by so Got to make that money back All right. <laughs> horse names. I'm going to go first. Omaha Beach. Omaha. 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 This is Peyton Manning's horse. Yeah. Is it? No. Could be. Well, it could be. I don't know.
1: Game winner. It's Tim Tebow's horse.
0: Just guess <laughs> <That's> it. <laughs> Improbable. That's Tim Tebow's horse. Roadster. That's Dylan R. horse. <laughs> Maximum security.
1: That's Martin Scarelli's horse. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's your turn. <laughs> oh,
1: sorry. Tactic tacitus
0: <laughs> i made you say this tacitus like, you, know. charlotte what the f- it's my birthday ass. i'm kidding i'm kidding i would have done it but it was your what turn what is and tacitus I did. tacitus like taciturn tacitus i get it like someone That's, who doesn't talk very much
1: i i understand okay
0: i don't know whose horse that is i'm trying to think of someone who doesn't talk Tyler murray's it. yeah uh code of honor
1: roger roger Goodell. <laughs> protect the shield <laughs> win 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 no J rock Oh, okay.
0: Oh, that's a good one. Win, 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 win. All I do is win, 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 win,
1: win, 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 win,
0: win. Uh, Vakoma, another one I don't know how to say.
1: Vakoma? Does that mean like welcome in. No, that's welcome in German. Uh, Vakoma?
0: No, this is the German word for glaucoma. (laughs) Okay. That was not a good joke. So that's James Harden's Uh, (laughs) voice. Nice. Tax. That's a. that's like Tap. every NFL okay, owner's horse. <laughs> oh, sweet Phil. <laughs> uh, War of Will. That's Will... Greer. Farrell's horse. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Name
1: the first Will I, that I could Literally, <laughs> you got to a sports one faster than uh, I did. By my
0: standards. mm Dave Gettleman <laughs> uh, long range toddy. Mm-hmm.
1: That's a good horse.
0: That's <laughs> that is a good horse.
1: Long range toddy. Isn't Toddy like a, a hot toddy is a drink? It's a drink. A long range toddy. Long range toddy. That's a
0: that's a hot toddy you keep in a yeti, it stays hot oh, for a long Oh that's
1: a good one. Okay, that's um Gus Malzahn's horse. <laughs>
0: Country house. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, why would you name a horse country house it's a horse not a house also you were one letter away from horse and you didn't get there country house it could should be county horse <laughs> we fixed it and it's nyquist's <laughs> horse <laughs> um spin-off that's all the real housewives oh that horse <laughs> um Haikal. cow I, yeah, don't I don't know what, this i, don't know what I have is. no jokes i'm actually
1: curious what that Hi, cow uh cutting humor MVP. Our horse. horse. That's our horse. I think we'll both put money on that one. One hundred percent. Cutting humor. I well, love that also, horse. Well, also
0: because like I feel like I we've talked about this before, but I go very chalky on all my bets. I'm going way weird on this one. And yeah,
1: thirty to one odds. Yep. We've done better.
0: Yep. Plus que parfait. Glad you said this one because that this is like au oh, bon pas, which means more m- like more than perfect, I believe. Oh, plus que parfait. Which is technically not possible. So an idiot owns this horse. (laughs) Uh, This (laughs) is my favorite.
1: Coach O owns that horse. You're
0: right. You're right. Uh, (laughs) Gray magician. Gandalf's horse when it gets dirty.
1: Shadow facts. Show us the meaning of haste. (laughs) Uh, The last one is master fencer. Chad Kelly's horse. (laughs) (laughs) That guy's a master at jumping fences. (laughs) What were you going to say? Colton Underwood. Oh. Oh. That was impromptu. We that was that, that was all ad lib. I want you guys to
0: know we had no plans to do that, and I then hadn't it even just happened. seen these
1: horse names before?
0: I just copied and pasted them. <laughs> Let's get to some sags. All right, some personal news. Uh, well, it's your birthday. Yes, that's it was my birthday. The most. It sorry. is, but it was, it was yest- yest- yesterday. Well, whenever you're listening yeah. to this, Jess's birthday was. What's Wednesday. your favorite
1: like birthday like song?
0: Besides Go the doggy, standard,
1: it's your, like that's like that's. Besides old. Happy Birthday. Um, is Happy Birthday anyone's favorite? Ha-
0: There's one that when like- they
1: sing it at 80s night and they're like, "Happy Birthday to you." Yeah, I yeah, love that yeah. One. That's a good one. But also the Rihanna one. <laughs> <Just> the-
0: <laughs> There's one that's like, um, Kate, 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 "Happy Kate. Birthday." Hat. Um. You know what I'm? No. Okay. Well, not Are you
2: talking about Stevie Wonder?
0: Yes. Thank oh. you. That's what I'm thinking of. We can't. That's really not in the budget, is it?
2: No, but uh, we'll we'll work on it for your birthday Can you next sing year. It?
0: Sing it no
1: no i feel like you probably have a really good voice
0: doesn't no, brandon have the most beautiful voice you brandon guys? has the
1: smoothest radio voice
0: i've ever heard brandon is thank in another you. life I appreciate that oh my
1: god say it again say it again do it again
2: thank you i appreciate that
0: <laughs> mm. in another life brandon was an a, a dj just like a late singing night the city to sleep giving like relationship <laughs> advice
2: and the next record is stevie wonder happy birthday oh. dedicated to charlotte and jess
0: well, anyways, this is my you birthday. You your own podcast. Just talk, just like say song names the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so birthday night. Mm. We went to 80s night
1: at LPR in, in New York City. Uh, if what you, is LPR a club? Le Poisson Rouge. Like what What even yeah, is that? Yeah, it's like a club. They have concerts there.
0: I don't know what clubs are, I'm realizing.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: It's okay. dark and it's a club. <laughs> you know what's funny? Like I feel like
1: you've only gone to clubs with me. <laughs> I
0: literally have never been to a club. Well, I think without I've, me. But but like I think I have. I think I just didn't know that Probably. they were clubs. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You we know, went, like we went to Ph.D. in the fall. It was pretty fun.
0: We did. We I shut have that place down. I have lived a lot <laughs> since I met you, Jess.
1: Um, anyways, we went to 80s night, which is an 80s cover band. They're called Jesse's Girl.
0: And I love this because I usually frequent dive bars and this felt like a dive bar club.
1: Yeah. So they're like these mostly like 50 year old ish guys with long hair and like m- kind of wigs. some of them are, have real hair like the drummer do you see the drummer the, the drummer's drummer was hair was, i was
0: phenomenal. watching the drummer the whole time he was pretty good but then there's the, the lead singer is john this. bonham was reincarnated in that Dude, drummer i thank you you're welcome
1: the singer is this like young woman and she's phenomenal
0: we fell in love with her i i love her i love her She so. sang share and jenna yeah
1: charlotte's soul left her body it I, was, I watched it
0: Jess, here's the thing: we were front, we were front row the entire night, and we were acting. For, this is an 80s cover band like this isn't right. and i've seen them before like 10 times this isn't you know like the jonas brothers or so this is this is an 80s cover this band. this isn't led zeppelin 2 okay exactly right and we were up there and like every time they would touch our hands or like acknowledge us we would turn to each other and be like oh my god they know we exist like <laughs> yeah it was pretty special it was so special a great time there's a great picture of us we got on stage at the end should we post it I don't know. I haven't decided (laughs) yet either. Charlotte wore a fanny pack to a club. Yeah,
1: Mm. but
0: anyways. Anyway, thanks for coming to my birthday party. You're welcome. You're welcome, Aunt Char. I feel like Aunt Char was. I had a great time.
1: Charlotte's Mm. the only coworker I invited because I knew I was going to thoroughly embarrass myself. (laughs) You really didn't.
0: Well, well, (laughs) mostly you didn't. Mostly. Um, Also, we had um, on the Wilder project. the show on SATV that Jess produces and I talk in. Um, you host it. I host it. You that's, also produce that's it. So you call it. Thank you. I, I yeah. run it. I show, you run I it. Like, we r- both produce control it. Room you it. control it. I talk. Right. <laughs> Soledad O'Brien is a guest this week. Yeah, she was phenomenal. She was really great. You guys should check out that interview. She had a lot of good
1: things to say. So I actually would really highly encourage everyone to listen to it.
0: She's. She was so generous with herself. Like she I was. love when you talk to people and they actually give... Real advice, or they take the time, or they're kind to you. You know, I feel like a lot of people get to a certain point where they're famous and kind of phone it in. Oh,
1: for sure. And I mean, she didn't do that at yeah. all. Yeah. And one thing I've learned from booking guests for, like, a, a few different SI shows is, like, there's varying degrees of, like, time people will give you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought she was someone who, like, really was... That ha- is happy so to be like on the show and gave a lot of her, her not just her time but like she actually really cared yeah about the show and like you and like the conversation that you were having so yeah. it was a good interview
0: yeah thank you I was I was very pleased um today <clears throat> in <clears throat> is it canceled
1: yeah so last Thursday Avengers Endgame came out and um LaShawn McCoy who has about 900,000 Twitter followers, so tweeted followers. a spoiler to Avengers Endgame, which is a movie that pff, broke all the box office records. A lot of people wanted to see it. Um, and he also spelled... A, he, so he spoiled a death. And we won't spoil it here because we're, we are we, we won't do it. Um, but he spoiled a death of a character and spelled the character's name wrong. So basically, if you had muted that name on Twitter it would have gone through your mute filter and you would have seen it.
0: I'm cringing a little bit.
1: Because I know. But so here's here's what we're going to say. So Lashawn McCoy, like, dude, that's not cool. Also, mm-hmm. like, when everyone started yelling at you, you should have just deleted it and, like, it would have been fine. But you didn't. You left it up for a really long time. I think it's probably still up. Um, and that's not cool because spoiling movies on Twitter is not cool. Movies are hard to harder for people to get to and watch. There's not, like, a singular viewing period where after a certain time it's like all right you' all had your chance like that movie's three hours long you have to go like spend
0: part of your day to go see it also last week most showings were sold out right exactly and like the thing is with television shows or with sports games like no one's gonna you have to know that if there's something that's happening when everyone can watch it at the same time spoilers are fair game
1: and like relative like relatively for free like I know HBO is like premium cable but like you can watch it on TV without spending like the $25 totally. to go to the I'm theater. I'm sure and, there's
0: like, a Reddit stream for HBO also. Right. So, not that we condone that. But. So
1: spoiling movies is canceled, but spoiling TV shows I think is okay because as we saw on Sunday night with the Game of Thrones mm-hmm. thing, a lot of people were spoiling it in real time. And for the first like hour of the episode, I was like, I'm not going to spoil anything because I feel bad. But then by the end, I was like, you know what? Like if if someone gets spoiled by my tweet and not the other like yes. 500,000 tweets about this, like that's their fault I agree. I don't have that many followers compared to all the other people tweeting about I this. I felt so. the
0: same way. At first, I felt a little bit guilty, and then I was like, eh, it's not going to be me. I'm, I'm like, not going to be the straw that, like, breaks the camel's back. Right, I'm Although, like Although, I did tweet one thing, mm-hmm. and I spelled Arya's name wrong, and someone tweeted at me, and they were like, I had her name muted, and then you destroyed it for me. And I was like, honestly, that's my bad. <laughs> I felt- I I mccoy yeah, McCoyed someone.
1: Okay, so, like, last weekend when we were in Chicago, I couldn't watch Game of Thrones because, uh, like, we were- in Chicago, like doing shit. Well, cause
0: your dad was driving us around. <laughs> My the dad city. took us on a tour of Chicago, <laughs> and, and I was loving it. It was
1: phenomenal. <laughs> um, but anyways, and I I knew I was like I didn't go on Twitter that whole night because I didn't want it to get spoiled for me. And then I did go on Twitter because I have I'm an addict, and Same. I saw a spoiler, um, like right on my front page and i was like ah damn it like i shouldn't have looked at that i'm an idiot but i wasn't like that person shouldn't have tweeted that exactly i was like i should have just stayed off twitter i get that some people have to work on social media for their jobs and don't get to watch things as they happen live but that's like one percent of the population right that
0: like, less that's like a very small right. a niche community who um, our heart goes out to you yeah that's but stinks. there's nothing you can do about right. it <laughs> so uh and we're gonna get to game of thrones but we're putting it at the end because there are spoilers right. and even though it's your fault if it's spoiled. We're still gonna do what we can to protect you if you don't want it to be. You're welcome. <laughs> we are so thoughtful. Um, Agrofacts. facts.
1: Uh, so cherries are agriculture, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I have an agro fact for you. This Please. is something that I read in Eater. Oh. Shout out Eater. Shout out Eater. Um, the title of this article is "The FDA Has Loosened Its Draconian Grasp on Frozen Cherry Pie." So I was. Ami- That's an was- incredible
0: incredible headline immediately like click that's clickbait first of all (laughs) cherry
1: pie underrated we haven't done underrated in a while cherry pie is super underrated i have never had cherry pie is that a midwest thing is it it might be michigan because michigan so
0: that could be fun fact about cherries um oh well no that's about apples (laughs) sorry (laughs) um anyway Cherries, a lot of them grow to Michigan. Yeah, really great. Dried cherries with cheese. Yeah, also really great. Yes. Um. Sorry. The so you clicked the so cherry I clicked, pie. Article. I clicked on the cherry pie. Art. Here's my cherry pie. That was my go-to Guitar Hero song. Did you ever play Guitar Hero? Yes. Okay. Carry on my wayward son. <laughs> you know, if you think about it, we could really just use our podcast as like karaoke. We have microphones.
2: And then you wanted me to sing.
0: (laughs) This is all an elaborate ruse to get you to sing, Brandon.
2: (laughs) Which will never happen. Well,
0: never say never.
1: Anyway, so first um, paragraph of this article. If you've enjoyed a store-bought frozen cherry pie in the United States between now and 1977, a few things beyond death and taxes were guaranteed. Official standards set by the Food and Drug Administration requires that pie be at least 25% cherries as measured by weight, and the cherries must be largely unblemished with no more than 15% marred by scabs, discolorations, scars, or other abnormalities.
0: Whoa. That's an insanely high standard for cherry pie. Also, everyone knows that pies are where you use your shittiest fruit. That's a hot take. (laughs) Well... Maybe not your shittiest fruit, but like if you have an apple with a bruise on it yeah. and you put it in a pie, no one's really gonna know. That's true. I mean, I guess if all of your cherries are bad, people would find out. That is wild. I had never known this, and I
1: think this I think this is fascinating. So right now the FDA is in a period of deregulation and cherry pie is one of the uh things that's gonna be deregulated now. Wow.
0: Thank you for telling me that, Jess. Um, I have a few cherry facts. From 2014 to 2016, an average of 75% of sweet cherries produced were destined for the fresh market with the remaining 25% used for processing, which to me seems like a pretty high amount of people just eating cherries. Cherries are really good. I love cherries. Here's
1: one thing about cherries. Pie's cherry pie that yeah. i we need to say when i was like man from fourth grade to like eighth grade mm-hmm. i used to go to notre dame soccer camp every summer mm-hmm. and when this like five people listening to this will be like oh my god like yes but um don't care You're gonna tell the story anyways we used to go to the north dining hall to get like all of our meals and stuff and they always had cherry pie and i would always eat a piece of cherry pie like every meal like i'd have it like three times a day and i was also like you know it was like one of those like periods in my life where i could like eat 40,000 calories and then I'd go like run around in a soccer field right after and I wouldn't feel like death. I miss those days. Cherry, The cherry pie in North Dining Hall was just... Do
0: I they could, still I have could,
1: it? I could eat it right now and it would take me back in time to that's those summers. It would also mess you up because there's a lot of gluten in it.
0: Yeah, I know. It's really sad.
1: They still have it, I'm, I'm sure.
0: I When I think back to the way that I ate in college, th- I would have like a full dinner and then for dessert, I would have a, another dinner—a peanut butter and fluff sandwich. Peanut butter and fluff. I would have an entire sandwich Holy for hell. dessert, and then sometimes soft serve. Wow! And I would, and then I would somehow drink like fifty thousand beers and be okay the next day. And times have changed, my
1: friend. As a twenty-five-year-old, uh, I'm now gonna have to watch the late night. Uh, you gotta
0: Listen, shit father time comes for all of
1: us cherry pie though underrated yeah. also agro
0: um okay unofficial official mike, Fout, mike trout fan club um we have a few quick things uh he mlb po- oh you, i just i just my favorite thing this week about mike trout was that mlb posted a picture of him in a muscle tee holding a bat smiling and the caption was just mikey muscles period emoji of the bicep
1: One thing I've noticed is that a lot of people can't, um, like, don't have anything to say about Mike Trout other than, like, what he looks like. And this is why we're doing, like, the Mike Trout fan club. Like, we want to get the hard-hitting stuff that you can't just get from, like, glancing at him playing baseball. I'm
0: sorry, MLB. Mikey is more than muscles. Right. Do a better job of finding out what he's really like and what he's into.
2: Quick question for you, Charlotte. Yeah. Can Mike Trout get it, too? (laughs)
0: <laughs> i have i i have died in the podcast room i'm not going to answer that because he is a happily married man brandon and pete carroll might be too but he's old so it doesn't count <laughs> he's old so it's funny that's the whole point
1: right
2: <laughs> okay thank just you checking. thank
1: you for following up yeah i um, appreciate it mike trout I'll mike... <laughs> uh, should i go through mike trout's tweets
0: uh yeah
1: let's just read a few so some he's had some tweets this week he uh <laughs> He tweeted, Kansas City, airplane, 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 airplane. He retweeted someone uh, who said, W, hashtag angels. He tweeted, Anaheim, airplane, 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 airplane.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, Jess. I'm, I, I love Mike Trout. I care deeply about Mike Trout. He's not really helping us. I know. I know want him, him. To, I want him to give us more. He tweeted, we just need one little fact that goes beyond his dog or airplane emojis or his wife.
1: Yeah, like he, tw- he he Instagrammed a picture with his wife and was like, happy anniversary, Jess. Actually, no, it didn't even say that. It just said all caps. All- he does the all caps. Surprise, and then at her name, but I don't get why. I think
0: it's because it's a picture from their prom. Oh, yeah, yeah, In yeah. 2009. It is from their prom. Also, but shout out to them for being together that long. My, longer than mine, I mean, like, ooh. I, if I were still dating the person that I dated in high school. If the I was dating I dated the person I
1: went to prom with in 2009, like we would have issues.
0: If I were dating. The, uh, well, that gets a little too real because I'm in college into that. Never mind. Um, Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Same.
1: He also uh posted a picture signing autographs and said, miss anyone today? Yes, you didn't give us an autograph. Mike Trout, we want to talk to you. Call Call us. Yeah, we just need we just need a little bit more this week. We need a
0: little bit more. That's all we're asking. We just need you to try a little <laughs> bit harder. Give us something, like Not at baseball. You're great at baseball, whatever. Also, one thing that I want to mention real quick. This happened a few weeks ago, but Chris Davis on the Orioles finally broke his hitless streak. Really happy for him. We were concerned about that. Snaps for Chris Davis. And now, on to Patriot of the Week.
1: Yes. Sticking on the baseball baseball uh topics here. Vlad Jr.,
0: Sweet, sweet Vlad Jr. had his major league debut on Saturday. It was very exciting.
1: MLB, I will give them props. They they were able to get people's attention outside of just the baseball circle with this
0: they did a great job especially because the Blue Jays suck and um, are not not relevant and yet Vlad Jr. is really exciting for everybody because his dad was such a big deal and you know this really just I think just plays into like the deepest sports narrative that sports writers love of like fathers and sons and it's oh yeah which is which would be obnoxious if it were anyone but Vlad Jr. is so cute and his dad has been like so sweet about supporting him that I just love it
1: well good for them that's why he's our patriot of the week yep three games two homers so
0: far he's one to watch <laughs> uh okay game of thrones uh, yes so i spoiler warning spoiler warning if you haven't
1: seen game of thrones or seen everyone's tweets about it like spoiler warning right
0: i watched the battle scene and i hadn't watched since season three and yet i still had a pretty good idea of what was going on but that's probably just because you've told me like Did what you was really? happening well yeah enough like enough that i didn't f- feel completely out of it I feel like battle scenes are a good entry point because you just know who's on what's,
1: if you just know who's on what side, it's like, oh, that's the good guys, that's the bad guys. Exactly. Yeah, it's not that hard. Exactly.
0: What did you think about it?
1: I mean, I think this episode has gotten a lot of shit from some people who are unhappy with the the fact that the White Walkers are gone and there's still three episodes left because everyone thought that they were building up towards that being like the finale, like, that was, like, the big ex- des- existential threat facing the world was these, like, undead creatures that no one knew anything about. <sighs> horrifying. They are horrifying. Very scary people. Uh, undead people, I guess. Walkers. Whites. Um, and people are mad because there's still three episodes left and, like, it's like, oh, like, oh, I guess they weren't that big of a threat if they were just fucking killed already. And I'm like, okay, but they've won, they won a few battles, like, on their mm-hmm. way to Winterfell. It's not like... You know they won the ice ice road battle, whatever they call that one. They won hard home. Uh, they're. It's not like this was like their first rodeo. Mm-hmm. So
0: yeah, like was I'm, this the first time the night king had showed up at a battle? No. So he's fought. He fought in them before.
1: Well, like he didn't fight. he doesn't fight. He just he lifts like, his arm. He raises per- the dead people. Right. Like uh, here's the thing. You know I've been very hard on the show in the past. Mm-hmm. In the first two episodes, I I think I'm very fair though. I, think, I, tr- I try to be fair. I think you
0: are stern but
1: fair. I really, really, truly love this episode. It was This was an episode of TV that for the next t- 48 hours, even this morning, like I can't stop thinking about it. Mm. The score at the end was... They have an incredible composer. Yeah, Raman Dajwadi, De- I think is how you say his name.
0: I uh, have to tell, I tell you, I name. was... Like, I I liked it, too. I had trouble seeing. I'm not going to lie. Like, there were parts where there was so much dust and snow, and it was at night. And I not to the point that I didn't understand. I saw some people tweeting, like, I I would have loved to be able to see that. And I was like, I saw it enough. Like, Did you turn all your lights off? No. And that was a problem. Um, But I will say that towards the end, when that music kicked in, it kicked into a different gear. And my heart felt things.
1: Yeah, I was able to see everything fine. And my TV is old as shit, and I was watching on Apple TV. I don't know. I don't know. I just turned all my lights off, and everything was fine. I mean, it was still dark, but it wasn't any darker than a lot of episodes of game like battle of blackwater was pretty dark i thought
0: also when people were saying it shouldn't have taken place at night i highly disagree i think a battle scene no, it's is called way the long more... night
1: that's the that's right. what it is that's
0: what like, they also prophesize
1: the long night even that's if the, it, of the episode
0: even if it weren't called that even if that hadn't been a part of it i think battle scenes are way more dramatic and scary and good at night
1: helms deep
0: hello heard of it
1: i mean i don't know i think I understand the criticisms. I think they're they're fair because there's a lot of plot holes and they w- I would love like 10 minutes of uh, Bran explaining what the fuck happened in the next episode. But I mean, saying that like Arya Stark didn't like, it, like she came out of nowhere. Like I wanted to see like blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, she's like, been training to be this like assassin like crazy like can sneak up on anyone she snuck around all the dead people in the library in the very the very same episode like you saw how it was so quiet that you heard her blood drop and it was like the loudest thing in the room cuz she's just like silent like she's a killer and like you saw her sparring with Brian and she did like the knife trick like this whole thing has been set up and people just i guess maybe weren't paying attention or didn't think it was good enough because I, her killing him I was like oh like this is why she's like, been through all of the shit in the last, like, eight seasons is because she is the best killer lady in the whole world and she's going to kill the Night King. And it's like, it's the same thing as Eowyn killing the rich, Witch King of Agmar in um, Return of the King because they're like, no man can kill him. And then she's like, I am no man. And she stabs him in the face. Uh, it's the same thing because Bran was like, no one can kill the Night King and she's no one because she's a faceless man. I just... I don't know. I thought it was a good episode. I was I was fired I up. And out. now and here's the thing about the next three episodes. We get Cersei, Euron, we get all of the bad guys that we hate and they're real people and it's a way more even fight now cuz now we get we get like evil people versus like the good guys, but the evil people we kind of like, and I like that better than like the Night King, who just doesn't have any motivation. We don't know anything about this guy; he doesn't talk. And some people are like, "He should have said something to Bran." I'm like, "What the fuck accent do you think the Night King
0: has?" This what is, is this is a note to rant, but like a little slowed down and for Game of Thrones, a,
1: th- a throne rant. <laughs> it's
0: really incredible. My feeling is that I agree with you. I as someone, I mean, you 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 should because you don't really. <laughs> no, I I mean in terms of like you an existential existential threat versus human. Humans versus humans. Oh, right. Yeah. I think that that is um, a more interesting plot line and you can delve into more interesting themes than just like, to me, if they had made the White Walkers and these robot guys or whatever they, <laughs> not robot guys, these like- The whites. The, yeah. These undead people, the the closest thing that I could relate that to would be like climate change. <laughs> it's like humans versus an existential threat as opposed to humans versus
1: the other thing that people Humans. are mad about was um, not enough people died. And I was like, okay. I could see where you'd Jora want... Mormont died. He was the goat. He was there at episode one. He is... A silver fox. He loved Danny. He died saving her. That was sad as shit. Oh, that's who that was? It was fucking sad. I'm sorry. That broke my little heart. All the people in Sports Illustrated office yesterday that were like, who cares? Like, no one cares about Jorah. I'm like, that's because you're all stupid men. Jorah is like this, like, great... Sorry, that was maybe a little too far. (laughs) Jorah is a great character, and I know there are other people out there, Mallory Rubin being one of them, who loves Jorah, Mm -hmm. and... We were both devastated. That was a huge loss. Also, Theon was in episode one. We've seen his yep. whole arc go from, like, he's a psychopath to he got his mm, stones and pillars removed <laughs> to uh, he, he, like, lets his sister get sacrificed to he saves his sister to now he sacrifices right. himself for Bran. Right, right. I mean, that was a big death. And also, Liana Mormont got squeezed to death by a giant.
0: That it was, was gross, disgusting. I ball. had trouble with the blood sound. Oh, I already said that. Um, one thing that I do have to say is that when I did watch the show and in the first season in the first few seasons all i wanted to know was what the deal is with the white walkers and when were they going to get taken out and i finally have my answer and it took a long time finally
1: charlotte has her answer she has <laughs> been waiting for her answer she really needed to know the answer wasn't gonna watch any of the show until she got the
0: answer exactly yeah. and now i have it so i can keep watching also one more thing <laughs> night king was kind of hot
1: yeah the night king was he. the, the, night. the night king
2: Right. Oh, oh, he can get it, but not my trout. <laughs> I'm not. I hear you.
0: It's inappropriate for me to comment Charlotte on my trout. older men
1: 10,000 year old Night King, 8,000 year old Pete carol Listen, they're both. I'm sorry that I said our coworkers were stupid men. They're not stupid men. They're just. They are stupid men, though, for not thinking that Jorah was a big death. I'll stand by that. There you go. They're smart and they're good at their I'm jobs I'm sure you told
0: them that to their faces, so it's nothing they yeah, don't I know, know. I mean, I did. <laughs> um. And, oh, my other take is that there is no cooler weapon in the history of weapons than a flaming sword.
1: Hard disagree.
0: What do you think is a close weapon?
1: You did not watch season seven. What was that? Benjen Stark has this, like, flaming, oh, I don't even know what you call it, but it's like a, a ball at the end of a chain,
0: oh, one of those yep. things. What do you call those things? Um, A spike in malice. Is spite that what it's called? And Spite and malice.
1: Yeah. It's on fire and he swings it around. He's like, whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. Okay, that's cooler. Whoosh.
0: It's... So freaking I, cool. I will, it's uh, so cool. I will concede to you that a flaming spite and mouth. Have you ever seen someone do fire throwing? Flame, like where they have two things lit and they...
1: No, but that actually... It's pretty cool. I don't...
0: I've I, seen it. It's terrifying. I was convinced that the person was going to light themselves on fire, but they don't.
1: There's flame flaming baton chicks. Sorry, not chicks. <laughs> women at Clemson who do like really? flaming baton tricks. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Oh. They always scare me. Um. Well... Anyways, that's been thrones you guys if you have any disagreements with me arguments like come at me on twitter like let's talk let's let's, do, let's this. do this like i i'm all ears i i am living for this season of game of thrones you know how how deep i go
0: into the fantasy genre i do i'm really happy for you that you have <sighs> i'm gonna this. go
1: listen to night king on i accidentally fell asleep listening to that song the other night and streamed it for seven hours straight Oh my
0: god. so you're welcome did to you have HBO. Weird dreams?
1: I had, I had a weird dream, but I can't remember it. My grandma was in it. Uh,
0: but gr- I such almost is such a good song. I almost oh I told you this already, but I almost fell out of my bed <laughs> <laughs> for the first time. That's like something that only happens to people in middle school. Or if you're just like super drunk. I was completely sober, and this morning I woke up as I was falling out of my bed. I didn't. I stopped it. But anyway, on that note, <laughs> thank you MVPVPs. Happy birthday, Jess. Oh, thank you, Brandon. Thanks for keeping her. Someday in line. you're gonna sing. Keeping Uh, me in line? What is that bullshit? Okay. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Uh, Follow us. Leave us reviews. Subscribe. Blah, 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 blah. Jess.